Welcome. Thank you for being here today. I am excited about our topic because it is Stress Awareness Month, and stress is something that we all deal with. And we're going to be talking about how stress impacts you as an individual, how it impacts us as a human family, and why do we, all of us, me, you, all of us, need a better way to deal with stress. And I'm going to break this down into three steps. Let's dive in. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. A while back, I heard a speaker, Ron McManus, say something to the effect of stressing out doesn't take a problem out of tomorrow, but it does take your strength out of today. And that is so true, which is why this is so important for us to talk about. Here are the three steps. Step one is take inventory. This is something I'm encouraging you to do, but it's also something that I need to do on a regular basis and that I do because I need to do this. So you need to take inventory. What does that mean? What does that look like? Ask yourself and grab a piece of paper, a journal. I mean, if you're driving right now, don't. But when you're listening to this, can make a note to do this. Write down, how is stress impacting you? How is it impacting your relationships, whether that is the words that you speak or the tone that you speak them in, or maybe you're not saying anything, but you're just distracted with stress. And so you're not paying attention to the people in your life. Maybe there's just this general tension in relationships. How is stress impacting your ability to sleep? Even if your mind is calm, like let's say you go to bed and and your mind is not racing on anything. If you have been stressed during the day and you've not brought down your adrenaline, your cortisol levels, they're still going high. And that means that you're you're physically going at 120 miles an hour and then you're saying, oh, well, I'm just going to lay down and go to sleep. Most people cannot do that. I am certainly not someone who can do that. How is stress impacting your creativity? This is what happens when your brain gets stressed, when your system gets stressed. All those hormones that get released, they help you to focus. And that's good when you're in a situation that you need to deal with that and you're you're getting focused with it. But then our brains, unfortunately, will sometimes get stuck on something and that blocks solutions. I mean, if you've ever done, I know I have done this. I'm raising my hand. You cannot see me, but I'm raising my hand with this. Have you ever done something like you're rushing around, you're late for something, so you're stressed, you're feeling stressed, and you're hunting hunting your keys or hunting your sunglasses or hunting your phone, and it is in your hand? Yes, I have done that. When you are stressed, you are not able to think more broadly. You're not able to see the big picture. That is something I admire so much about my husband, Doug, that he is not easily stressed. And so he can just easily find solutions for things because he doesn't have all of this narrow focus going on. He's able to see the bigger picture and see how dots connect and is able to be creative because of that. 
How is stress impacting us as a human family? It is a it's a major factor in most lifestyle diseases. One doc, in fact, told me that about 95% of what they see has some element of stress. Not the only element, but some element of stress in it. Stress cost just in the American industry, not all Western countries combined, but just in America, more than $300 billion annually. Did you know that 20% of voluntary turnover is due to burnout? I was talking at a human resources conference recently, and this was one of the things that I talked about was how we look at turnover rates in companies and 20% of voluntary turnover is due just to burnout. In the UK, the Mental Health Foundation states that 74% of people have felt so stressed at some point in the past year that they had trouble coping. The American Psychological Association states that 20% of Americans report a decrease in their mental health. This includes more than stress, but it does include stress. And let me just say on this, there is no shame. I have gone through adrenal fatigue twice. I have, So this is like, yeah, we all need this. I have not handled stressful situations perfectly. I'm 100% still on the journey of growth. But it is a journey worth being on because the better I get at this, the better you get at this, the better we handle our lives and our stress with this, the better we are for other people, for those around us in our lives that we care about. So that is step one, is take an inventory of how is stress impacting you and all those areas of your life. How is stress impacting you? And then step number two is we have to work with reality. In my book, Go Forward, I talk about how we were designed for Eden. We were made for bliss. We were not made for a fallen world. We were not originally designed to handle all the chaos and crud that goes on in this world, right? So there are two responses we tend to have with that. One is that we just, we pat ourselves on the head and we say, oh, it'll get better. We just kind of stick our head in the sand. We lie to ourselves. We just don't really face up to it. And we just say, oh, it's going to get better. Or we say, "Mm, I guess I'll just have to settle this for the rest of my, uh, I guess I'll just have to settle with this for the rest of my life. Whatever it is that's stressing you out. Okay, there's no way to change this. So we either lie to ourselves that somehow it will get better without our doing anything Or we just resign ourselves that this is just how it's going to be. For both of those, let me give you a resounding no. Not in my life, not in your life, not on my watch. This brings me to step three. And that is, now what? So if we say these are the ways that stress is impacting us, and we're working with the reality of we weren't designed for this, but it is what our bodies and our brains are dealing with. It is what is happening in our, in our environment, in our life, and how we think about things and what all we do. Now what? And there are three areas that I want you to look at. One is your body. One is your beliefs. And the third is the external data itself. When you look at what can you do in your body related to stress to calm your hormones, to calm your nervous system, both in the moment and that it is trained to handle things differently. So this is both what do I do in the moment with my body 
And what, how can I train my body so that it gets better and better and better and better and better at handling stressful situations? One of those is biofeedback. This one's going to use a little more gadget, a little more tech stuff. But if you like the gadgets and the tech stuff, it's fabulous because it gives you a sense of here's how my breathing, here's what I can do to lower my heart rate. Here's what I can do to lower my blood pressure. You get back a sense of how your body is responding to how you are physically handling yourself. Part of that, whether you do biofeedback or not, is breathing. And breathing is, if you are feeling super, super anxious, sometimes becoming aware of your breath can make you feel even more anxious. But it is one of the things that can help is to do slow exhales and just allow your body to settle down into a slower breath pace and make sure that you're belly breathing and not chest breathing. So you want to see your stomach go out and in versus your chest rise and fall. You want to focus on breathing through the lower abdomen. Another is walking, because walking is automatically going to help with the breath, but walking is also going to help your body get some of those hormones out of your system. It also helps with the nervous system and helps just to regulate the nervous system. It doesn't have to even be a fast walk, and it doesn't have to be, I'm going to go hike for two hours or something. Just going for a 10, 15, 20-minute walk can do miraculous things that almost seems like in your body for helping you handle stress. Sunlight, I have talked about in a couple of episodes already, so I won't go deep into that. But just a reminder, sunlight helps to release serotonin in your body. It automatically begins to shift your hormones. It automatically begins to reset your body and your stress response. And of course, getting enough sleep, because when you don't get enough sleep, that is going to increase your cortisol. And it's this vicious cycle because your cortisol is raised, your adrenaline is up, and that's keeping you up and you're not sleeping well. And then when you don't sleep well, it raises the cortisol even more. But if you have, if you don't have stress in the moment going on and you stay up watching something or you stay up and don't get sleep when you could get some sleep, then you are setting yourself up for having a heightened level of stress the next day. If something goes on at work or in life the next day that could be stressful, you have already set yourself up to respond at a higher stress point because you didn't get as much sleep. Back in episode 23, Two Powerful Mental Habits to Feel Great, I share with you a couple of things like meditation being one of them that can help your body begin to downregulate, that can help you begin to shift out of a stressful situation, out of a stress response that's a chronic stress response into one that is more relaxed, more creative, more open. Next on the now what is your beliefs. We've talked about your body. Now let's talk about your beliefs. What can you do in your thought life, in your beliefs? I'm going to be telling on myself here with this one, but it's some really good examples of how beliefs caused a stress response. And it was 100% in the belief, in the thought realm, had nothing to do with the external. So one was I was involved in a group. Um, I was this was in, I was in college, and I was involved in this um, kind of singing group thing. And I got a call from the leader of the group. So super got a call. They left a message. Well, in their tone, I read it. Doesn't mean that was the case, but I read it as they were frustrated about something. So what did I do? 
I procrastinated calling back because I was like, oh, no, he's upset with me about something. What did I do? This was this all these stories I was telling myself about this, all this belief. Finally, it got to the point I knew because of the deadlines, timeline, all that, I had to call him back. So I called him back. You know what? He was he could have left this on the voicemail. But what he said was, oh, I just want to let you know that practice has been changed from this to this and a new location, whatever. There was nothing wrong. There was absolutely nothing wrong. And I asked him, I was like, oh, you sounded upset on the phone. He was like, oh, no, I was just tired. So I read him just being tired as he's upset with me about something. And then I am stressed for a couple of days, not a few hours. Okay, listen to me. A couple of days. I was stressed about this and procrastinating calling him back. The other example, again, feel free to laugh at me or with me, whichever you prefer. This was completely in my mind, too. I was in a it was I was at an intersection and I was going to be turning left. And at this particular intersection, ninety nine point nine percent of people that are coming like you are and then the traffic coming towards you are both going left. So it's just nice and synchronized, both going left. Very rarely does somebody actually want to go straight, which, of course, means they have the right of way. And if you turn left, you're going to be turning left into them. And that's not a good thing. Well, I'm getting ready to turn left and I'm pulling out and I'm turning left because my light's green, their light's green. And this guy is coming straight. And I'm like, okay, I'm putting on my brakes going, oh, wait, I thought he was going to turn. I know he didn't have his blinker on, but hey, who puts their blinker on these days? And so he was going to be, I thought he was going to turn left. He was going straight. And so, but here's what was funny to me was he started laughing and that got me laughing. And then, you know, we were you know figuring out who was going to wave the other person on to either turn left or go straight or whatever. And I. I laughed the rest of the day thinking that was so funny. It was like, oh, my gosh, we were just it was completely unsynchronized driving, you know, back and forth laughing. And then I thought, wait a minute, Sherry, what if that person had been in a bad mood that day or they didn't think it was funny and they were upset and they were giving you signals, um, not from their car, but from their hands or they were you know, cussing you out or, you know, something where they were angry. My response would not have been laughing. My response would have been, oh, no, this was stressful. So that situation was completely related to belief. It was a belief that this was something comical and funny versus stressful based on how the other person was responding to it. Had nothing to do with the external situation itself for either one of those either one of those scenarios. Let's go ahead and talk about the external situation itself, though, and that is what can we do about it? In episode 31, Energize with Simple Shifts by What You See and Hear, I talk about noise and clutter, and I introduced in episode 24 on Move from Chaos to Calm by Mastering Your Stress, another episode that goes on some different type of stress management things. I introduce you in episode 24 to Ava Avoid and Alan Alter. And Alan Alter is about altering a situation. And this is, like I mentioned, episode 21, one of those simple shifts is noise, that if you're dealing with noise in your environment, noise is a stressor. And for me, sometimes I will put headphones on with focus at will that I mentioned back in episode 31. And that is a way that I can alter an external situation. 
I don't have to change my belief. I'm not changing my body. I'm just simply changing the situation itself. Also, Ava avoid is what can you do to completely avoid the situation altogether? And I had posted on social media about this, and it was really fun. Some of the responses I got, two of them that I thought were that are fun to highlight here. One was somebody said that a way that they avoid stress is people who irritate them on social media, they stop following. So when somebody's posts are irritating you, that's not something for you to go, well, you know, is this a belief issue? What is it I believe about this that I need to change? Or, you know, read these posts and then do some breathing or go for a walk or, you know, change your body. No, if it's something irritating that you can just simply avoid Stop following the person. I thought that was a brilliant idea. Another person, I thought this was really cool too. He puts, he does, on when he's doing his planning, he'll do, you know, here are my A's, my B's, my C's, priorities. But he said he also puts D's on his list so he knows time wasters, time wasters to avoid. Because for him, when he has wasted time, that is a stressor to him. And so he's like, I'm just to help me avoid wasting that time and therefore avoid feeling stressed. I'm going to write down basically what I'm not going to do today that would be wasting my time. So for you, think about what you can do in an external situation to avoid it or to alter it. What can you do in yourself to hear what beliefs that you have about something that is causing the stress? And then what in your body in the moment can you do to get all those stress hormones out of your system, to get your nervous system reset. Now, the nice thing, I'm just going to say this real quick as well on the body, is when you do those things on a regular basis, they help to train your body to stay in a more relaxed state. So overall, that is going to help you, not just in the moment, but long term as well. Let me know in social media, comment in social media as I post some this week about stress, comment what you're using, what you're doing. Let me know. Reach out to me, sherry at theveriolife.com. Let me know what you're doing for your stress. Cannot wait to be with you in our next session where we're going to be talking about optimizing wellness and why that could actually be hurting you. Talk to you then. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.